it's like you know not not only obviously do you want to get excited about putting out a record that you you know that you that you enjoy and that you're you know you're you're excited about um but it is you know it's like you're you're building a track record you're building trust in your audience and you know that's 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 one thing that i'm 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 thankful that you know people have been very complimentary on like um what we've been putting out and you know that's 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 part of like yeah so when i'm looking for something in general when i get something and i'm excited about it if i dig it and i want i i'm excited to tell show people then i usually kind of run with it and that's kind of what what convinced me to actually to go and move forward with it Hey, Rob, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you, buddy? Good. Welcome to the Question the Answers podcast. Um, you know, uh, you know, I had the chance to, to meet you in person uh, earlier this year when Tsunami Bomb played down at, um, uh, that, oh God, what's the name of that bar? The slide Bar. <laughs> the, the Slide, slide bar, bar, that's right. Okay. I don't know why it was escaping me, but in Fullerton. And that's down in your neck of the woods. And, um, you know, it was unfortunate. I didn't really get a chance to, to really yeah. talk to you uh, because I was sick at the time and, you know, we were kind of busy dealing with everything with the show. So I felt really bad. So it's, it's nice to be able to like actually get the chance to, to talk to you uh, a little bit more of a clip. So thank you for taking the time. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, you were running around doing your thing, you know, but you know, of course, man, you know, that's what happens. You do that at shows. Like you don't really get a chance to kind of talk to people, you know, in, in, in detail, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're, uh, we're having a chat, man. Cause it's just yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Rob Castellon uh, is the founder and operator of Wiretap Records, uh, which is a uh, kind of pop punk, punk rock uh, indie label that's been around for a little over five and a half years at this point, would you say? Yeah, like yeah. It'll be six years this, this September. Okay, so six years in September. And man, you're just, you're kicking ass and taking names, man. I am, mm-hmm. I am so impressed with like the roster and just the velocity at which things are moving for you guys. And, you know, it's, it's just really really cool to see somebody kind of build something up like you have, you know, especially, you know, given that, you know, the majority of what you do is, is definitely like a one man show. I mean, I know that there's people that help you to do this along the way. And, you know, you, you work with like Mike at Earshot and he does a lot of your PR for you. And, um, you know, it's, it's not like we ultimately always do everything alone in this game, but most of it is done on your own. So, I mean, you know, I, my hat's off to you. That's, that's Dude, so, thank you. yeah, but, thank um, you. you know, uh, you know, being somebody that kind of operates my own label as well, you know, I had a chance to kind of reach out to you and, you know, just kind of get an idea of what's working for you. And, you know, man, I, I gotta say, you gave me some really good insights, you know, for what's been, you know, helping to move you forward, uh, from not only just, how do you, you know, work with the bands, but, you know, how do you really elevate your brand? And, you know, um, I really just appreciated the fact that you took that time, you know, cause I'm sure you get hit up all the time by people kind of asking for advice and, you know, whatnot, but, you know, outside of the, the label biz, you actually work in the music industry, right? Yeah, no, I, I actually work in, in, um, in, you know, quote unquote corporate radio, <laughs> You know, um, yeah, so I, I currently work at iHeart. Um, okay. um, I, I don't work in the programming side of, of radio, of course, you know, um, I work on the sales and marketing side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I've been, um, I've been in, um, working in the internet radio for almost 15 years now. Okay. You know? So yeah, I've, I've uh, you know, I, I guess you can say, I guess my, my, my marketing experience from my day job has kind of, you know, spilled over into kind of how I run the label and kind of, you know, applied some of those principles into what I do with the label too. So, but yeah, you know, I, I did, um, you know, I, I, we can go back into the sequence of kind of like my, what my, my, you know, my background and whatnot, but, um, I started at, um, at K rock in okay. 2004, I believe it was. Yeah. 2004, you know, just, um, you know, as, as an entry level job, uh, street team prom, promo team, passing out stickers, going to shows and all that stuff, you know, and then, you know, obviously slowly kind of worked my way into the office and, and into an, an, a, sales, a sales assistant job. Um, and then quickly kind of moved in more into like a, you know, integrated marketing slash events type, um, you know, and, um, you know, and my current role, I'm, I'm over at uh, iHeart and I am the, um, uh, the, um, I'm sorry, uh, I'm the client solutions manager or where we work with a lot, you know, our salespeople, 
and um, you know we you know build strategy to um, you know to build proposals and and campaigns for for clients. So yeah, that's 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 what I do for my for my day job. Yeah, I mean, I mean that sounds pretty pretty incredibly you know exhausting you know to a degree <laughs> because you know the music business you know as a whole is kind of like this perpetual motion machine. Like there's a constantly like things moving forward and constantly new artists to work with. And, you know, every week, you know, we've got hundreds of new artists, you know, coming into the fold and, you know, the, the big names, like have so many people behind them, like trying to push things forward and keep people in, in the face of the public. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, like, I'm just, I'm genuinely curious, like between working that full-time job and then running wiretap full-time on, on outside of that, as well as being, you know, a, a family man, yeah. How do you keep from getting burnt out, man? It's it's not easy, man. You know, I'm I'm sure you know as you know, running running a label in general is is not easy. You know, um, often it's you know, maybe early on it's a very thankless job. You know, like not a job, but it's a very thankless thing. Like you know, you're you're seeing very little results, or you know, you're seeing kind of just like you know, you're trying to do your thing. But I mean, um, you know, obviously now that the label is a little bit more established, and you know, we've had more successes and whatnot. Um, it still is hard to kind of keep going and being motivated. And, um, you know, it's, I'm not going to lie. It, you know, like I have a friend Jasmine that, that jokes with me that, um, you know, I, I tell her probably every few months, I'm like, I think this is the last year I'm going to do our tap, you know? Yeah. And she jokes with me. She's like, dude, you're not, you're lying. You know, you've said that every <laughs> year for the past four years, you know? And, but every time that I, that I say that it really is true. I'm like, you know, no one would care if I, if I, if it would end, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow, you know, like, but you know, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that people would care. Um, but I mean, it, it is, it's true, man. I mean, it's like, it's hard to keep doing, you know, obviously we've been on a little bit of a, of, of a, of a break from going into the office for the past few, few months because of the pandemic, of course, but it's hard driving, you know, a good hour and a half to, to work, do putting in eight hours at, at a, at a nine to five. Um, and then driving back another hour and a half back home and then, you know, put it into work, you know, so, but yeah, you know, it's, I don't know, how do, how do I do it? I don't know, man. You just got to kind of find the drive to, and, you know, I think that's the first thing that, that, that I'll say is that like, if anyone's, you know, thinking of starting a label, like you start a label for the same reason you start a band, like not to really, you know, I don't want to say that, that you don't want to make money and, and be successful from it, but I mean, like, you have to go in with the intentions of actually doing it for the right reasons, you know, and it sounds cliche and right, cheesy, yeah. but you got to enjoy doing it, you know, cause if I wasn't, if I still wasn't having fun doing this, I wouldn't be doing it. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, I, you know, it's really, it's really easy to get so discouraged, you know, and, and, you know, I, you know, I've experienced that quite often, you know, in the, in the 10 years that sell the heart's been around. I mean, there was, there was a few years where I actually did just put it on pause and I didn't do anything with the label and it was because I had other priorities, you know, I had, you know, um, I had to go back and, and, and learn a new profession. And like, thankfully I got into that profession and it's, that's what kind of got me to a point where I could restart the label because I financially was at a point where it was like, yeah. I just can't do this because mm-hmm. the return just wasn't enough. And to that point of like, why do I even do the label? Well, it's because I really want to, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Like I, I actually genuinely do think that it's this really neat endeavor to be a part of. And, um, you know, I care about it. I care about the idea of releasing a, a, a really good record by a band that I care about and that I think their, their album should be out there. And if I can help them in any way, I mean, I certainly would love that for any band that I was in. And I just think that it's a really neat way to kind of give back to the scene as a, as a whole. And those that can, should and you know not everyone can and and that's okay but um man it's 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 just really been exciting to see especially in this last year just how well a lot of the bands on your roster have done now in this last year um who are a few of the bands that you've worked with uh just in this last year you know if we're talking 2020 um you know we'll start start at the start of the start of the year um put out a record from um dc punk's american television um, you know, which is a really great record, um, you know, that we uh, put out a record from a Swedish uh, band uh, called Moving in Stereo. Mm-hmm. Um, very reminiscent of like, you know, um, you know, something that I can't, I'm always bad at like describing 
sounds and whatnot, but just like good straight up, you know, punk rock and roll type stuff, you know. Um, but um, what else did we work on? Oh, put out a, the new record from uh, The Beautiful Mistake. Um, and I, I, I can, I can kind of go into that story. Like I've known those guys for, God, 16 years or so. Um, I actually interned for the Militia Group. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the mid 2000s. That's where I, I met Josh and, and the band. And, and here we are, you know, 16 years later, putting out their their, their record uh, for them. So, um, yeah, put out the, their record, um, Put out helped put out the new FOD record. Mm-hmm. Um, guys out of Belgium. Uh, what else? Um, Answering Machine. Answering Machine. Okay, yeah. Brooklyn. They're from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, new record from the guys out of Brooklyn. Um, what else do we have on our play? Um, I know recently uh, you just got delivered the the records for Call Me Malcolm, correct? Yeah, those those they were those arrived yesterday actually. So oh, okay. I spent, um, you know, luckily I've, I've been home from work, from work because of, of uh, you know pandemic, but I just spent um, most of the day today packaging all the pre-orders and the record club stuff. So yeah, Call Me Malcolm, a good ska punk band out of the UK, um, which is our first uh, endeavor into quote unquote ska punk you know um so but yeah I've, I've always enjoyed obviously you know ska and whatnot so um those guys just do it so well you know um that's a great record um, yeah, yeah that, that's that's great um you know not to get too sidetracked but you you brought up the militia group whatever happened to that label they got bought out by i believe mca at okay. some point and then just slowly dissolved into you know um you know what what happens to most you know indies when they get bought out um, they kind of just got it, you know, absorbed by the major and kind of got shelved, I guess, you know, there's a lot of records that never, you know, I think there's a few actually militia group releases that aren't on digital because they're just like sitting somewhere like who knows, you um, know, there's, there's a few things that like, I, that's what happens in most, most indies that get absorbed like that, you know? But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it, it kind of, it's kind of, it's really interesting how a label will pop up. They'll be around for like, five, 10 years or even less or potentially a little longer and then just poof, they're gone. And like, what happens to those bands? I mean, yeah. like, I, I think Lookout Records is owned by the folks at, I think, Hopeless now? I th- that is that might be, yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but I, I thought I maybe heard something like that about my yeah, I, I could definitely be wrong, but I, that's who I think is who bought the, the back catalog. And mm-hmm. It's like really interesting to see, like, man. I mean, a lot of those records. I mean, that you know, the, the Green Day records and like the Operation Ivy records yeah. got taken by the bands like a long yeah. time before any of that happened. But, but the smaller uh, stuff is still, you know, yeah, owned by somebody. Yeah, yeah. Right, but I mean, there there were some really great bands on like Lookout that came out um, like kind of towards the end. Like I know, like one of the earlier Pretty Girls Make Graves records is on there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was an Engine Down record on there that yeah. came out towards the end that I really loved and. Yeah, uh, my buddy who's in uh, one of the bands on my label, Middle Aged Queers, was in a band called The Cost, and one of their yeah. records was on there. Nice. The day, but um, yeah, you know, as far as the the bands that you work with on Wiretap, I mean, is there any real? I mean, I mean, I don't sense a, a pattern per se. You know, as far as like a unique sound, kind of like how you have like the the epithet, you know, sound that a lot of those labels kind of did for a long time. I mean, Epitaph has kind of expanded on their sound a little bit over the years. Fat, you know, a little bit, but pretty much it's all streamlined Fat Mike stuff. But um, uh, as far as like the wiretap group of bands, I mean, is there anything in particular that you kind of look for in a band when you're talking to them? I mean, and if there isn't, that's fine too, but just would be curious to know if there's anything that Rob kind of looks for. Yeah, I don't know. Like if we're talking about like the wiretap sound, I don't, I, I honestly, like, early on, I, I never really wanted, you know, and no, no, and this, this isn't a, a you know, a, a jab at, at, at Fat or, or, or Epitaph at all, you know, because obviously those are labels that not only influenced my, you know, me learning about punk rock in general, but I mean, uh, I never wanted it to be, I never wanted Wiretap to be, a, you know, a, a, one, a one genre type, you know, type label, you know, um, I always wanted it to be more kind of like what, you know, kind of like, I guess what, kind of like, like a, like a label like Vagrant did, you know, that was really kind of just like kind of rooted somewhere in the middle, you know, they obviously championed the whole emo thing, you know, and that, that, that kind of scene, but they also had bands like Face to Face, they had bands like, you know, No Motive and of course, Aqualine Trio and, you know, Rocket from the Crypt. So they were, you know, they had, this was a label that had Rocket from the Crypt and Dashboard on the same label, you know, so it's like, right. that's, that's kind of where I, 
I would see wiretap kind of plays in the middle, you know, like we're not, we don't really lean to skate funky, you know, we don't really lean to indie, we don't really lean to pop punk, we're kind of somewhere in the middle, you know, but in general, like all the bands kind of make sense, you know, like, you know, I guess you can see like, you know, I could see answering machine playing on the same bill with like tiny stills and the beautiful mistake and, you know, even, you know, we, you know, obviously we work with, with Spanish love songs early on, like all these bands kind of have like a, like a, a, a similar kind of theme and they kind of fit together. So that's kind of how that, how I've always seen kind of the, in general, the, uh, the, the wiretap sound. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, in terms of what I'm looking for, for a band, I just got to love it, man. You know, like I, I, obviously I can't give any names, but I mean, I just had a, a meeting with a, a, a zoom call this morning with a potential band for next year and just having that feeling of like, damn, I love this record and I'm excited, you know? And if, if I don't get excited over a record nowadays, like, why am I doing it? You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've got to get excited about, you know, obviously over time, once you've, you've sat with the record for a number of weeks and you know, even months, whatever, before the record comes out, sure, the newness of it wears off, but I still get excited about a record, you know, and a band. And I'm like, all right, how am I going to help these, you know, help them grow their brand? And, you know, I get excited just like a fan, you know, it's like, if 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 I if 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 I get excited if I get excited about a band and their look and you know their just the, how they present their, their themselves as a band in general, then I, I usually run with it, you know. So, um, but overall, like I've got to I got to like the music, you know. So, right? Are there are there any bands that um, you would really love to work with that either you can't right now or you like you tried and it didn't work out? I mean. You don't have to answer that if you don't want to, but. Um, there's like wish list bands, of course, you know? Sure. Um, yeah, you know, like it's it's one of those funny things because like when you first start out, obviously like, you know, you might, you know, email a band and, you know, the label's not established enough where they're like, hey, cool, you know, thanks, but no thanks, you know? But, you know, maybe now um, I've been a little bit not as proactive on maybe emailing like a more established band you know or and you know like but um yeah you know well actually we've been i've been fortunate that you know the submissions have actually been a lot you know a lot better <laughs> you know what i mean like because early on like the submissions we were getting were not terrible but obviously the quality wasn't wasn't quite there yet right sure. um but of course now, now that you know we're getting some better submissions and um honestly the majority of, of the releases that actually i've been putting out have been not word of mouth but kind of friends of friends of friends and and of the bands and whatnot so it's like that part actually i i do kind of like you know because um you know um we just signed a um a nashville band uh called in parallel okay that's kind of yeah. like you know, like it's kind of like more like indie-ish kind of like um like dark wave type stuff um but ryan um ryan parish who's um in, in, uh, a, a member of that band he's also in hopes fall Mm-hmm. and um hopes fall is also buddies with the guys in the beautiful sake so it all kind of kind of you know you know like it all kind of relates and, and kind of comes back to this uh, a certain thread so you know i I like that that's kind of how things have been kind of progressing like somebody tells another one hey you should you should give rob uh you know give him a call or, or shoot him an email and that's kind of how, it, how it's been happening and that doesn't really <laughs> so that's it that that's the only way to kind of get my attention because you know i still listen to everything you know it gets submitted um you know, so if it's good and it hooks me from the start, I'll, I'll put it to, I'll, you know, I'll put it in a folder and be like, all right, cool. I'm going to come back to that. I, I get, I, I get people submission, you know, to sell the heart and, you know, sometimes it's just not the right fit, you know, in terms of the, yeah. like when you say that it's important that you really love the record, I really do feel like I, I totally agree with you. Like that is far and above the most important piece of it, because if I don't really feel like it's, music that I can really stand behind on my, on my own, yeah. like as almost like a fifth member of the band, you know, like that, that's kind of what I want to feel like when I'm out there working the record. Like I want to feel like, dude, this is like kind of my record too, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's never going to be my record unless it, unless it literally is my band, but you know, cause I've put out my own stuff too, but um, like, I really do want to feel like that, you know, connection with that music as well enough at least to where I would say, no, I totally believe in this record and like, it's good and you should totally hear this record, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. It, it is that, that stamp of approval, right? Like, totally. Yeah. It's like, you know, not, not only obviously do you want to get excited about putting out a record that you, you know, that you, that you enjoy and that you're, you know, you're, you're excited about. Um, but it is, you know, it's like, you're, 
you're building a track record. You're building trust in your audience. And, you know, that's, that's, that's one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, people have been very complimentary on like, on what we've been putting out and, you know, that's, that's, that's part of like, yeah. So when I'm looking for something in general, when I get something and I'm excited about it, if I dig it and I want, I, I'm excited to tell, show people, then I usually kind of run with it. And that's kind of what, what convinced me to actually to go and move forward with it, you know? No, that's, I, I think that that's exactly like kind of the, the mindset that is required to kind of yeah. push forward and, and continue with the energy because you know, if you end up putting out something that you're just not a hundred percent, like really all that enthusiastic about, then you're kind of just, I don't know. I mean, I hate to say it, but you're kind of wasting your time. You yeah. Know? And, and you're, and well, and you're really doing a disservice to the band too. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Because if of you course there's, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to say like, of course there's other factors. Of course I like kind of go into it. Like, you know, I will say like, you know, if, if there's a band that's, that submits a record and doesn't really have, I don't want to say like doesn't have doesn't have their s together and doesn't really have kind of like a plan, you know that that is a bit of a turnoff, you know what I mean? Like if I, I could get a record that has sounds great and it's and it's and it's actually you know like and but if they're like, hey, you know, here check out a record, it comes out next week, um, and you know, <laughs> what can I do? What can I do with the with the week? You know what I mean? So it's almost like if a band submits and hey, here's a record we, you know, we're hoping to get it out in the fall, you know, or whatever it is. And they have a bit of a plan regardless of any kind of indie support or any kind of a label support at all. That's, that speaks more, more, you know, that speaks louder to me that we're going to, a label's only going to be able to amplify what they're already doing better than than the band waiting for the label to kind of come in and kind of basically create magic for them. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, the best, the best relationships I've ever had with ever with the band has always been when, the band knew what they were doing. Um, they were also open to invest in investing in themselves, um, not only financially, but also kind of like put it in the work. You know what I mean? Like, you know, being knowing that, Hey, we got, we, we, we got to have a video or we got to have promo shots. Like you'd be surprised that some bands are like early on maybe, um, but just had it recorded a record, but didn't think about doing new promo shots and, you know, just fresh and stuff, you know, like they, they didn't really, there's a lot of bands just don't, don't think about like just, you know, doing small things to present your, your, your record and, and the new record and rolling it out and whatnot. So, um, yeah, there's just a few of those things that, that I wanted to mention, of course, man, that, that, that still go into like how, what convinces me to, to work with the band. No, I, I, I think that you hit on such a really important point that I think anyone in, in a, in a label capacity kind of comes across where, you know, you, the band could be excellent, but yeah. they just, they don't have the follow through. Like they, they're yeah. not going to be able to do the work on their end to kind of match, if not exceed Absolutely. the work that you're going to do, you know, because what I try to tell bands uh, the same thing. It's like, man, if I can't do any more than what you're already currently doing, you know, then I'm probably not going to be much of a help to you, but I at least might be able to give you an extra push. But mm-hmm. if I'm absolutely doing more than, than you are, then that's not going to really work, you know, because it sounds to me like you're kind of looking for somebody to kind of do that work for you, you know? And, you know, unfortunately that's not really what a lot of these independent record labels like end up really being good at, you know, like it it kind of works better as a partnership versus a two remote entities, you know, kind of handling two individual sets of jobs and then us kind of trusting each other to do one or the other it's like no we kind of got to do this in unison like we got to work together on this so that we can both benefit from each other's work you know so kind of like a co-op in a matter of speaking you know yeah no that, that's exactly right you know um you know like the best times that, that it's worked out the best is when the band comes to me with ideas and i'm like dude yeah let me let me you know it's like between your context and their context you kind of work together and that's really what i'm glad you mentioned earlier that you are kind of like the fifth member you know because there really is you know it's like you know, I'm, you know, in, in, in any, in any given, um, release window, like I'm talking to the bands every day, you know, for the most part, you know, whether, whether it be, but the majority it's, it's via text and messenger and stuff, but you know, there's contact every day. And it's like, Hey, what about this? And what about that? You know, and you have to be on it, you know, and if the band isn't as responsive, you know, as, as the next band, you know, then I, you do kind of see it sometimes in the results, you know, like, 
if, if I'm posting, obviously, like, if you follow the wiretap on, on social, like, you know, that I'm posting at least daily, you know, like, if not twice and three times, and, you know, people will tell you, hey, you, you should post more than once a day. And, you know, all the, you know, the experts at social, but I mean, like, we got a lot going on, you know, and it's like, I don't really, especially with the algorithm, like, people aren't seeing any of our posts anyway. So it's like, just <laughs> post, you know, if, if I'm posting more than the bands are, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I tell all the bands, like, you get one release window, you know, it's like, if you're concerned with your friends and your family getting annoyed at you posting about your band every day, you know, three times a day, then who cares? You know what I mean? Like, they right. know that you're trying to make it, you know, trying to be, you know, make a living and trying to, you know, push, you know, promote your music, then I'm sure they'll understand, you know, so it's like, if I'm posting more than the actual band members are, hmm, that's, that's a bit of a problem, you know? Well, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, that, that kind of brings me to my next question, actually. And, uh, you know, this is obviously like a very interesting time that we're living in, you know, mm -hmm. given not only a huge pandemic and everyone has to stay, for, stay at home and, you know, a lot of people have lost jobs and there's no live music happening except for, you know, the occasional, um, like, um, I know Fishbone and like Ozo Motley did a, a drive-in show recently oh, yeah. in Ventura or something. And, um, you know, but most of it's been, you know, relegated to like online streaming, you know, live streams and whatnot. But, um, you know, how, how do you, how do you, how do you feel that bands should approach the coming year? You know, because, you know, we can debate like all day, like what the experts, this and that are saying about how long things are going to take. But let's just say hypothetically, it goes to the far end where they're saying 2022 is when live music comes back into the fold. And so between now and then, what, what do you think a band should consider to be like the main priority given the logistics of like what we have at our, at our, at what, what is available logistically, you know, cause, yeah. cause things like, in my opinion, things shouldn't necessarily slow down too much, you know, because you can do a lot of work, you know, you can, you can create, you can, you can record stuff, you can demo and like, you can put other types of content out there. But, um, I don't know. I, I think that this is a, this is kind of an interesting opportunity, you know? And so I, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you, you made a good point there. Like, you know, I think obviously we're all trying to figure it out, you know, like this is the first time that any of us have ever experienced not only in the music industry in general, but I mean, like, it's obviously a, a first time we're all going through something like this, of course, but I think you're right. I think every band, obviously no one's going to play, no one's, no one's performing and no one's making income obviously from being on the road and shows. So we just all have to, you know, labels, managers, booking agents, everybody, everyone's going to get, has to get a little more creative on, on a, taking a different approach, you know, um, but in bands in general, um, I think you're exactly right. I think keeping content going while, you know, arguably we have some free time right now, you know, um, you know, playing, not playing shows shouldn't stop you from, from still being creative and trying to create from home for whatever resources you have, you know? So, um, I don't know, you know, like I've been fortunate that before this all went down, like there was a lot of things on our plate. We had, we had a pretty, pretty full schedule coming up already. Um, but most of the bands, um, have been really, really active about on creating content. Um, so I think that's kind of the thing I, I think we all have to kind of weather the storm, if you will. And, hopefully just, you know, keep creating content, keep your audiences engaged. Um, I don't know if the, the, the live stream thing is going to be the, the solution, you know, like uh, I tuned in a little bit of the, um, I saw clips of the, uh, the under oath um, concert a few days ago, or maybe on Friday night and the production was amazing. It was great. Um, you know, but I mean, it's still not the same, like maybe I'm because I, I'm, and obviously we all love live shows of course. Right. But um, it's, it's never going to be the exact, it's never going to be the same. Like, you know, it's, it's never going to replace it. Right. But I don't think people, I don't think people are going to have the attention span to, to, to sit through like a 35 minute set online. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's, that's, that I don't think that's where it's headed, you know? So I think it really is like people just, bands just still need to just kind of keep, keep, <laughs> keep their audiences engaged and interested while we weather the storm, you know, whether that be content um, and people argue like, Hey, now's not a good time to put out a, put out a record. I actually disagree. You know, I think now is a really good time to put, maybe not your, maybe you might want to, you know, I don't know, maybe like some people might, might argue, like maybe sit on your full length for a little while 
Um, but yeah, there's no, there's no reason why you can't be putting out some singles here and there and an EP. Um, but I don't know, you know, I don't think any of us know the answer, man. You know, I think we're all trying to just wait it out. And, you know, from what we're hearing, you know, this, this is the shows ain't coming back for at least another few months to a year. Right. That's, and we all are going <laughs> to have to figure out something else pretty quick, man. You know, um, that's my fear too, is like, I've, I've had a few chats with other, other, other label owners and stuff that our, our fear is that a lot of bands will kind of just basically hang it up because they have to go and just get a new, you know, a regular, regular job, right? Or be a, a, a normie, if you will, as people, you know, people call them, you know, people call us normies that just have a day job, right? Right. Um, but I think a lot of bands will just, I think our, our, our submissions and it'll be harder to kind of get bands to, you know, submissions will go, go lower. I don't know. You know, it's, these are all hypothetical, of course, right? But um, yeah, my, my fear is that like people will kind of give up, I guess, and not as many bands will be out there, you know? At least on at least on this level, on like the you know the indie indie punk side, and um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a hard situation in general. Yeah, like I mean, I have I have my own theories about how things may roll out, you know, over time. I mean, a lot a lot's obviously going to depend on you know as things move forward, if the cases continue to get higher and higher and higher, and sadly, if more people end up passing away from you know what's from this and whatnot, but. Um, I know my, my theory is that eventually they may start allowing more outdoor shows because yeah. there's like some kind of compelling evidence that outdoor activities aren't nearly as, you know, unsafe, but yeah. a lot of it depends on like people's behavior and, yeah. you know, whether or not they're going to wear a mask and if they're going to yeah. be drinking lots of alcohol and, you know, I mean, shoot, you know, people get drunk and, there goes the mask. And then all of a sudden you've got mosh pits and people, you know, sweating all over each other. And I mean, I mean, it's, 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 it's a very frustrating and very unfortunate situation. And, you know, I think, I think you're right. I think some bands are probably going to break up from this and that's going to be a real shame. But I also think that maybe just bands who are thinking that they need to break up, just, just take a break, you know, like that's fine. You can come back to it later in focus on some other stuff and you know it's i think i think it's it's hard for when you're in like that perpetual movement where you're just like okay we're especially if you're like a touring band where literally you tour 12 you know eight months out of the year that's literally your bread and butter and like that's kind of like your it's become your lifestyle you know i mean it it must be challenging to just like slow down (laughs) you know to where you're just like i can't handle this anymore you know because you're so used to that yeah that that's that's got to be the that and that's that's kind of i guess yeah, you're right. Because like, there's obviously different bands have different levels, right? But you know, a band that does it, you know, not necessarily just like they're like Weekend Warriors, but like you know, a little bit more than that. Like they'll do three to four regional tours or whatever. But it's, they still have day jobs. I think bands like that will still kind of weather it out, mm-hmm. um, you know. But and of course, like the larger bands like that, obviously have a little bit of a nest to kind of fall back on, right? That they'll be okay. But I think it's the bands that are just kind of making a run at it that maybe, you know, have a, are signed by like an, you know, a major indie or something like that, like kind of mid-level that we're banking on basically being on the road, you know, eight months out of the year, just like I said, and, and trying to basically make a run out of it. I think those are the bands that are going to be heard the most by it, that we're basically, you know, taking that leap of faith and being like, hey, let's do this, you know, and let's see how, how far it takes us. And here we are, them not being able to make any income is, is going to, you know, unfortunately kind of crush them in a sense, you know because they're going to be forced to, you know, retreat and, and go back to normal, normal jobs again. Sure. So that's the part that is kind of, you know, uh, sadly, just, you know, sadly it's, it's, it's the truth, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, not for nothing. I mean, as much as it's, you know, painful to have to wait as long as we may have to wait, I do have a feeling that, you know, once this all kind of settles down and I, I do believe that it, it will eventually, you know, kind of yeah. get back to what we are hoping it will get back to it's going to be one hell of a party when it does. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Like fest, like the, the next time fest gets to happen, it, I, I'm concerned for people. <laughs> like It's just going to be yeah. a rager. The whole, I mean, it's already a rager, but yeah, I think, I think fest is, you know, knock on the wood that next year in 2021, that, you know, everything's yeah. great. And, you know, we're, we're everyone's safe, of course, and everyone's taking their prior precautions, but it's definitely going to be a good time. I think, I think people that normally don't go, 
I don't want to use the word that go go big or go wild, whatever, are, are going to go, you know, like, because, you know, we've been, we, we haven't had live music and it'll, by that time it'll be over almost two years. Is that right? Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously. What's the, I, what's, what's the last show you saw before uh, the show? <laughs> uh, must've been my guys in Spanish love songs. They, uh, they came around um, with the Wonder Years and mm, this must've yeah. been in March, mid-March. Um, they came around with um, the Wonder Years and Free Throw, and okay. I saw them in, at the Glass House of Pomona. Nice. Um, so that was my li- last live show, yeah. My last show was Refused with oh. Mets and uh, Youth Code. Nice. Dude, that was a hell of a show. That was a yeah. good, I mean, that was a hell of a show to end it on, you know, if, I mean, well, you know, knock on wood not to end it on. Yeah, right. <laughs> where, where was that show? Oh, man. I'm sorry? Where was that show? Oh, it was at the UC Theater in Berkeley. Uh, okay. It's actually not that far from where I live, so I was able to walk there, which is nice. But, um, yeah. you know, yeah, so uh, between now and the end of the year, I mean, what else can we look forward to from Wiretap? I mean, is there, you know, anything uh, that maybe people don't already know about? I mean, you don't have to spill your guts about anything that hasn't yeah. been announced yet, obviously, but um, if you want to tease anything, you know, by all means. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, stuff that's been announced already. Um, you know, we are putting out the new Mercy Music record. Mm-hmm. Mercy Music is a um, awesome, awesome band out of Las Vegas. Um, right. You know, I've known um, those guys for a number of years now, and, and the stars never kind of aligned. Timey was kind of never the right time for it um, to put out a record with them, with them, but I'm stoked that we finally made it work. And um, the new record is just really, 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 really great. Um, yeah, I saw them um, uh, actually not that long before the refuse show i saw them with bracket in yeah. san francisco and that yeah. was a hell of a good show those guys are great yeah no good yeah. good catch on those guys yeah so we got Merce, the new mercy music coming out um they got a song up on online now called uh, living with a ghost uh so you can stream that um what else we got the new imparallel record that i mentioned um that features members of hope Swan and um do you remember a band called celebrity they were they were on doghouse um Kind of in that, you know, that emo-ish kind of like indie emo kind of uh, scene. So um, it sounds familiar, but I'm probably mixing them up with somebody else. But yeah. I remember Doghouse Records for sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So in parallel, it features members of Celebrity and Hope Swall. So that record's coming out in September. Uh, what else? Um, we are working with the Australian band. Uh, you mentioned Catholic Guilt. Uh, Catholic Guilt is an Australian band um, that, that just is really, you know, they just you know, I, I connected with those guys and immediately took a liking to them. Um, they got a new record, new EP coming out in, in, um, in actually about a few weeks, two weeks in, in August. Um, it's called, uh, this is what honesty sounds like. And, uh, yeah, so we'll have that coming out. Uh, what else? There is a bit of a tease. I can kind of tease. Um, uh, it, it's, it's not a, it's, it's a, it's an established band, if you will. Okay. Um, so um, it is one, you know, something that I'm, I'm pretty sorry, but of course I can't, I can't talk about it. So, but that'll be announced probably within about, about a month or so. Okay. So, so we'll look forward to that. Yeah. So I'll just say that it, it's a, it's a band that's been around for a little while. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I can't wait to hear about it. You know, <laughs> yeah, nice. you know, I've been, like I said, I've been thoroughly impressed with like, you know, the, the way that you've built your lineup and, you know, um, as far as um, maybe maybe some bands, I mean, you know, clearly you stand behind all the bands that are on the label, but are there any other bands that you can speak to that maybe, you know, old or, or newer bands that you just really, really like and you think that people should know about? And kind of tell me a little bit about those bands. Yeah, let me think. Um, hmm, like old bands, I guess I'll say, um, let me see, let me think about older bands. Um, I always thought that Hot Rod Circuit never really got their, their like, you know, I, I feel like that band should have been bigger than they were, you know, um, if you're familiar with Hot Rod Circuit. Yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. know who Hot Rod Circuit are. Yeah, yeah. Hot Rod Circuit, um, you know, like I, I always thought that, um, you ever heard of the Impossibles? Oh, yeah, they were yeah. from uh, Florida, right? Florida, I believe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just, I saw them one time at Chain Reaction years, years ago, and I always thought, like, dude, how are these guys not, like, bigger than than they are you know, um, you know you're, you're not the first person to say that I, i've actually heard other people like really sing their praises before yeah who else um nashville punk band called the teen idols remember you never remember the teen idols absolutely yeah, yeah. i played a show with them way back in the day yeah it was us and the mad caddies and uh yeah teen idols, yeah. yeah yeah they were on um 
they're on Fats like side label on a stance. Right. And I saw them play with Les and Jake at the glass house, like in like 95 or something like that. And I was like, dude, these guys are amazing. They had like these, like, you know, like these like pompadours, whatever. They're like kind of like greasers, whatever. Greaser totally. punk stuff. And like they had um, a female bass player that, you know, I just, I remember like just seeing them and being like, how are these guys not like headlining instead? You know, I don't know, but yeah, check out the teen idols. Um, they got a really, really great record called pucker up. Mm-hmm. That is like, just got some amazing melodies with like, basically like kind of Ramones ish kind of like, you know, skate punk with pop punk, whatever, but just done really, 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 really good with like really good melodies. Um, but in terms of like new bands, um, let me see. Um, some bands that yet maybe some people probably already have heard of whatever, but I think that should be on your radar. Uh, Chicago band called Kali Masi. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys are amazing. You know, their they're, uh, last record, I think, came out a few years ago um, called Wind, Inst- Wind, Inst- Wind Instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, really great, you know, great band out of, out of Chicago. Um, what else? Um, Oklahoma band called uh, Cliff Diver. Okay. Um, yeah, kind of like emo-ish, kind of in that same vein. Very similar to kind of like, um, we're working with a band called Virginity uh, out of Florida. So if you dig Virginity, um, check out Cliff Diver as well. Um, what else can I throw out there? Um, a UK band called Lovebreakers. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like um, uh, if I had to compare them to like a you know older band, you know stuff like um, like the Jam kind of stuff, but more rock and rollish kind of stuff. You know, with the modern twist. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So check them out. You know, that's a that's a fee to kind of wet your whistle, if you will. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, that's great, man. I mean, I, I, I love it when I get turned on to a new band that I've never heard of and I just fall in love with them. Like to me, that's like kind of what makes music so special, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, uh, like you know, those this- type of things are, are really good because like, you know, I also, um, I also do like those charity compilations. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I, I've been doing, um, uh, charity compilations on Bandcamp for almost four years now. I actually started doing them, um, when our current administration took office. <laughs> so knowing that, you know, yeah, knowing that we need to raise a few funds to kind of, um, you know, to plan for the, the years ahead, right? So right. we've been doing charity compilations on our band camp for almost four years that we donate all the proceeds to the, uh, the ACLU. Uh, so, but yeah, but that obviously like the goal is to obviously raise funds, but it also kind of allows me to help kind of help not only obviously, you know, feature our own artists, but also kind of, you know, turn people on to, um, you know, other artists like, you know, like, you know, bands like Kalimasa, who we've had on, 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 on past compilations, um, you know, and so just, yeah, you know, it's, it's always cool to help expose uh, other bands to the masses, right? No, that's great. Yeah, th- th- I, those uh, compilation uh, that you do are, are, they're awesome, man. And like, I, more power to you for doing all that. Man. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, my, my, I think last question really would be, you know, and this is, you know, some people think that this is like a cheesy question to ask, but I'm always fascinated by this. You know, if there were five records that you had to be, you know, deserted on a desert island with, what would they be? Uh, yeah, that's always a loaded question, man. Because uh, there's so many, right? Like, there's so many records that were like, because there's a few records that like, I, you know, I'll, I'll, this isn't going to be one of my one of my top five, but I'll well, say a record. It doesn't have to be like the definitive one, but I mean, if you can just yeah. pick five that that you just love, you know, yeah. like, to me that'll satisfy my my curiosity. But See, but like what I what I was gonna say is that like, I'll say like, okay, this is not one of my top five, but I'll mention it. You know, it'll be it'll be my preface. But like an album like Doctor Dre's Are Chronic, okay. is not is not one of my favorite records. But I know like, every word of that record because of the time in my life, right? Right. Um, so it's like <laughs> that's not one of my one of my favorite records by any means. Like I do appreciate the record of what it meant for that genre of music, right? Like you know, gangster rap and all that. But I know that record through and through. Um, but you know, like in terms of like records that are perfect from start to finish, um, the Smiths, the Queen is Dead, is okay. just you know, like say what you say about Morrissey nowadays, and you know, obviously. Every Morrissey fan nowadays has to kind of deal with like that drunk uncle, you know, that <laughs> is, is, is embarrassing you, but you're like, you cringe every time he opens his mouth. Right. But you know, the Smiths, the queen of Z is, is just a perfect record. Um, what else? Um, I'm a huge get up kids fan. So something to write home about um, by the get up kids is one of my probably all time favorite records. Um, what else? Um, uh death cab trans transatlanticism oh it's a beautiful record 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, that record is just, you know, is amazing, of course, uh, as always. I always listen to that record, obviously, on New Year's Day, of course, because of the uh, obligatory yeah. first track, right? New Year's Day. Yeah. Uh, every, every, every New Year's Day, I got to listen to that record. Right. Uh, what else? Um, most Jimmy World fans are gonna are gonna kind of disagree with me uh, because, of course, I'll say Clarity or Static Prevails, but I actually really love Futures. Okay. Yeah. Futures is, is was came out obviously years like towards you know their middle of their career you know later later on, but not their early stuff. But I love Futures, you know, so that's the that's an album I could put on, and it's just perfect from start to finish. So how many is that? Four. That's four. Yeah. What else? I'll make it. Uh, I'll I'll get more punk punk points and kind of go a little bit more because I, I noticed most of those kind of lean more uh, '90s, uh, 2000s, mid mid 2000s emo. Um, whatever. Um, I'm still a big MXPX fan, you know. Okay. So, yeah, every passing moment. So that's that's a that's a big record for me too. So nice, that's five, man. Hey man, that's I think that's a solid list, man. I mean, you know, like you said, you can you can have an opinion about Morrissey, but the Smiths, you know, you can kind of separate. The Smiths yeah. from Morrissey. I mean, yeah, well, I yeah. guess can you? I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, no, well, it's a damn good record. And like Transatlanticism is is my favorite Death Cab record for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I dude, like you speak, you talk about like the the Chronic, and it's like mm-hmm. you know, like Forty Ounces of Freedom. I know that record exactly. top to bottom, sideways, every you know, and like people talk shit all day about Sublime, and I'm like, fuck you, dude. I love that record. Like, yeah. It's a good record. There's so many records. Like, I, like, dude, honestly, like, I've, you know, I've, I've, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose punk points, right? But I mean, like, my first passion in music wasn't punk rock. It wasn't like rock in general. It was pop music, right? Yeah. So sure. like, pop, like, I might, and I'm gonna lose even more punk points. But <laughs> my, my first, my first concert was Paul Abdul. Oh, dope, rad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I could, awesome. I could, I could, I could sing every word to "Forever Your Girl." <laughs> like, Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> not, that's not my favorite record, but I know that record through and through. You know, that's definitely oh, not my Island record. You know, you are, you are not alone, dude. Like there, are, there are so many posers out there who are claiming that oh. they don't like like that stuff, and like you know that they're listening to it. Like, yeah, uh, as that's a why uh, you know, like I mentioned, I have I have kids. You know, I have I have an eleven year old and a, and a nine year old boy, and like. I don't care if they're listening to poppies because like yeah, I was doing the same thing, you know, and it's like a lot, lot of, lot of, you know, whatever punk parents, whatever, um, try to get their kids to listen to whatever they're listening to. And I'm like, I tried earlier on, you know, but I mean, just let them listen to whatever they're listening to, you know, like if they're into yeah. you know, pop music, then embrace it, man. I, I still be into, I just are into music in general, you know? See, totally. And like, like I have, I don't have any children of my own, but I have a lot of nieces and nephews and I worked with kids for a long time. And you know, I, I just can't even fathom like talking down to a child because their taste in music. Like yeah. to me, that seems so absurd. <laughs> like, well, yeah. There like, is that, there is that really like, um, you know, I don't want to use the word innocent, but like, it is kind of innocent that, 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 that phase of music when you barely get into music and you like something because you just like it, not because it's cool. Right. You know what I mean? Like when a kid gets into like music and like, whatever, loves like, Smash Mouth or whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you just you don't you don't know that Smash Mouth isn't cool. You know what I mean? Or whatever at that time. You just like it because you oh this is cool. You know like so there is that innocence time frame of like when you're like I don't know from like ten to like thirteen or whatever. You kind of like just kind of you know you're not really listening. You're not listening to stuff because people tell you it's cool. You know right. So that was definitely my 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 pop music era where I was listening to Paul Abdul and Belle Div DeVoe and. Uh, CNC Music Factory. <laughs> awesome. All, all awesome. <laughs> uh, well, hey, man, it's, it's been such a treat having you, you know, on here. I, I really appreciate the time and the conversation. And um, once again, you know, I, I've said this a few times already, but congratulations on everything that's been going on with Wiretap. Uh, please keep up the good work and, you know, continue to help these bands, you know, get to the next level. And, um, you know, we're actually going to end the podcast with a song and video from uh, Catholic Guilt called A Boutique Affair. And uh, thanks for providing that. And, um, you know, good luck with everything going on, man. And stay healthy and stay in touch. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. This is fun. You got it. Take care.
See you.